welcome to episode 23 of Bokes and Brogues. Hi! Hey! How's it going, Billy? I'm, I'm okay. How are you, Jonathan? I'm super duper. Yeah. Super duper! Okie dokie. How are you, Casey? <laughs> you know, I'm just hanging out. You're just hanging out? I'm gonna be like Kyle tonight. Yeah. Since he's not here. Yeah, again. Yeah, he's still spitting sand or something. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Well, he uh, apparently took a camera snapshot of the uh, the amount of um, no. blood oh. that he passed the yeah. first time after his kidney thing, oh. um, except he neglected to account for the reflection in the water and yes. sent it to people. It was the reflection. <laughs> oh, yeah. Can you say Anthony Weiner? Was it was it was it the water or was it the skylight? The... I heard it was a skylight reflecting in such a way. Wait, yeah, oh exactly. Oh my god! Yeah. But they, yeah, uh, he I, basically not... gave everybody in his uh, that he emailed it to or texted it to like a fruit basket. Right? <laughs> everybody was pretty impressed. Uh, no, or not. <laughs> I did not see such sad thing. I was thankfully spared of that. Oh chicanery. my gosh! <laughs> All right. So, anyways, there you go, Kyle. Uh, so that's uh, hilarious. Yeah, so lots of fun current events uh, happening these days. Did you uh, did you guys see about the uh, how to anger your local Porsche club? Yes, yeah. <laughs> I, it, I think it would. I will remain silent. Uh, to me, the article should just be called "How to Anger Your Guy That Likes Cars the Way They Should Be." How to anger anybody who takes anything too seriously? No, yeah. it's not too serious. No, yeah, Are you I kidding mean, me? That's Porsche what a club is. Do. Porsche. Some. I shouldn't even say Porsche. I think a lot of clubs do. Listen, I I right. used to be president of the SCCA. Yeah, region. Mm-hmm. Oh my God! Go ahead, go ahead. So go ahead. Some people take it way too. Go ahead, Casey, and uh, set this all... up so that way we can complain. Oh, yes. righteously. So, yeah. um, mm-hmm. someone took a Porsche GT3 of a pretty modern variant. Billy, what uh, what body style was that? It's two thousands anyway, right? Oh yeah, pretty you know, yeah. pretty nice. You know, carbon ceramic brakes, all that jazz. Yeah. Ah, Porsche. Well, oh, did sets. it have that? Because that's did. relatively recent. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. So right. somebody. Mm-hmm. Um, went out to Renegade Hybrids where they do V8 swaps and transaxle conversions and replicas and things like that and put an, a 6.2 liter LS GM V8 in the rear of that Porsche. Mm, yeah. Nice. Still six speed. Air conditioning is still there. They had to change the gauges to interface yeah. more easily. And they ditched the carbon ceramic brakes because they're too expensive and put on steel ones. But more important, did it, importantly, did it get rid of the rear seat jump seats in the 911? That's, no, because that's it's, it's rear engine still. Yeah, but that's a big engine to fit back there. Yeah, but I mean, it, you know, there's a lot of whew. crap hung on that flat six. That, well, it, there it is. Fits. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen them, seen them out of the out of the nine elevens. But um, that reminds me of a friend of mine, uh, Charlie Muhart, who who has since passed away. But he was a jazz drummer here in town, mm-hmm. and worked at Channel Twenty Four NBC. Yes, mm-hmm, yeah, and total car freak, and uh, and just a great personality. And uh, I was uh, selling cars at Cons Motors on Burn Road. Right? Uh-huh. And one day he showed up at lunch. Billy, jump in, you know, Corvair, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, had a V8, huh? In the back seat. Right, mid engine. <laughs> yeah, I remember that. Oh my god! Who did that transaction? He scared the living crap out of me because because I get in and he goes, Whoa! and I'm like, because <laughs> it's right behind me. You yeah, know? Kelmark. Oh, was that the conversion? I don't know who. What, I have Something no idea like who did it, but I'm telling you, we went down uh, Burn Road, and the car in every gear was never pointed straight. <laughs> called up Ralph Nader and offered to take him out for drink. That's right. <laughs> yes. uh, oh yeah, but that ought to be wicked fast with all that torque and oh, stuff. Oh, a ton of torque, a ton of power, and it's not going to break. And you don't have to deal with the. Wait a minute. Does that imply the 911 would? Yeah, eventually. 
Oh man! Oh boy, we got an argument there. Well, I'll tell you this about the conversions because <laughs> be... GM vehicles are so reliable. Yeah, but you know. <laughs> so anyway, so you, someone oh, took... see he's going to just sidestep that. Now, hold on, I got, there's some things yeah. to talk about with this. For instance, yeah. Lamborghini Diablo, love the car, love the engine, sound great, totally cool, right? Yeah. Well, one had an engine fire and the engine was gone, and a guy buys a rolling chassis, so he put an LS in it with a Porsche five-speed transaxle. And I saw it. I'm like, that's the stupidest thing ever. But then I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. It makes more power. Yeah. It's lighter, and it's not going to break. I mean, and I like the Diablo body. Oh crap, it's better. But you're talking about a Lamborghini. In that case, I'm, we're talking about a 911 here, Porsche. Different deal. Porsches yeah, but are, no, it's Porsches still an LS much, swap. Yeah. Okay, yeah, but I mean, I'm yeah. talking about the reliability. I mean, side. LSs are, are they're. For GM, they're they're a very reliable engine that goes into a lot of different things. Make a lot of power. To me, I'm, so I'm a naturalist and purist. Drives me crazy. I hate it when anything goes in that shouldn't go in. It just bothers yeah, me. That's a good point. Oh, so like I don't really like hot rods. For there that was matter. yeah, exactly because it's just I never I mean, did. Like uh, being an RX-7 guy, and a lot of guys would be like, "Oh, I pulled the rotary out and I put this." LS in that weighs ten times as much as the yeah, rotary. Yeah, yeah, Just and get a Corvette. It's really cool. At that point in time, it's like stop. Go buy why? a Corvette. Well, yeah, it, yeah. And I don't much like putting in LSs in 911s because of it's it's you know different CG. Everything's different. 911 okay. engines are heavier than you think, though. Oh, I, yeah. Okay. But anyway, oh, I have to tell you this one. So <laughs> okay, you know how hit me again, and I'm no. <laughs> I'm not hitting you. I was excited. You want to go? <laughs> so. You know how you just remind me of my father when you do that. So just be careful. <laughs> no slap fighting. No slap fighting. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to give him a complex. Okay. So in the '80s, you know how they would always take a Fiero and body it as some Italian car, yes. and it would yes. be a disaster. Yes. It was a disaster. It looked terrible. The terrible yeah. whole way around. Yeah. Right. And so they're garbage. I saw on eBay once. I kid you not. A Ferrari 308 that someone put a Fiero V6 engine in it <laughs> and was touting the reliability of the Pontiac engine over it. And they put it in. It was the most beautiful, horrible thing I've ever seen in my life. It was just like, I only imagined this in my wildest nightmares that somebody would do it. And they yeah, did it. That's so, an alternative universe thing. I mean, that's awesome. It is. <laughs> but don't so do was that. it the 2.5 or the 2.8 that they were? Does it really matter? Hey, let's put this Fiat motor in this Porsche and see how it works. Yeah, right. <laughs> So is that kind of like the automotive equipment of like your girlfriend stuffing her bra, right? No, because no. one's Cause, okay. okay if need be. The other, that's the equivalent of putting fender flares on. They something. do that. You got you. Okay, right, right, right. I got you. Right, right. I, got you. They do I was just trying to figure out what the. So what would the what would the Porsche Club do if you showed up in a GT3 with a? LS you know what? I think I think at least half would be fascinated. Yeah. Right? What about the other half? And. and and maybe less than half. Uh, yeah, I think these days, because I'm in the Porsche Club. What if we did a sweet, th- smoky they're, burnout? They're a lot more open to other things than, than they used to be. There's less traditionalists in my mind, uh, at least in the club. I don't know about Porsche owners, yeah, yeah. period. But there's less traditionalists about, you know, purity and all Are you sure? Yeah. Based this on is not what I'm getting from the classic car dealership world with Porsches. Yeah, they can't well, even deal class- if the cars had its color change. No, 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 no. Change. that's a classic car. Yeah, the new this, ones. Yeah, I'm they're talking, turning into like the Lamborghini. I'm talking about crowd. people that hey. drive them on the street all the time, okay. and that, that's yeah, what I'm talking about. Can we go back about. to the Fieros? Like, yes, no, 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 no. I really like those cars. <laughs> they're not you like them. 
I like they're kind of good looking. I still at the like time. them. I would mm-hmm. still probably like buy one just to toy around with it, just because it was a fun looking car. I've never been in one. You could probably get one for like two grand. Billy's <laughs> doing a snort of derision over here. Yeah, you I drove know. an MR2. That's like a Japanese Fiero. Oh no. <laughs> no, no, no. I, the I, the last a... generation Fiero was okay. It's the yeah. best one they made, and then they stopped making. making it. Yeah, yeah. What's wrong okay. with that? Um, what's wrong with what? What's wrong with the Fiero then for the time period? Oh no, it, it, the MR2 would kick its butt. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Absolutely I'm not saying that. It, it, Billy's snobbing on the Fiero. Yeah, that's yet fine. He raced them. I'm Yugo. not saying that the Fiero is a great car. I'm saying that I like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Yeah, there's like, a difference. Yeah, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I'm saying that I, I like it. And I've if had I've girlfriends gone, like that. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, dude, I'll get yeah, another DeLorean like and you get a Fiero <laughs> and we will cruise. We'll do it up, man. I'll get a. I'll, I'll put a mullet wig on and we're gonna go. Oh yeah, a mullet wig. I'm gonna wear a life preserver jacket. Yeah, speaking of uh, of cheap cars, uh, so there was a uh, dealership experience that you had over the weekend. I did have a dealership experience. Ooh. It shall remain nameless. They're always so pleasant. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> I mean, it kind of harkens back to last week when we talked about our worst dealership experiences, but we were, at that point in time, talking about when we had actually purchased a car right. from that dealership. This okay. is a non-purchased bad dealership. Yes, shall I set, up this, set the stage for this? Proceed. So I am naive to these new dealership ways, no, right? No, not. Yes, I am. I sell classic cars. Things worth buying. And tell you what it's like. Hey, look, the cars are probably going to break. They're Do we antiques, charge for commercial good. time? I wasn't sure. Do we? Uh, oh, what? Okay. Yeah, we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> you know, usually when I go to, so I take it as face value. So uh, my wife gets this thing in the mail. This dealership, this fancy opening thing with a scratch-off deal, and it's showing you the odds and everything, and the fine print, and read everything, and real, and she's like, "Holy crap, we want a five hundred dollar gift card to Best Buy." And I'm looking at it, I'm looking all through this, and I'm like, "No, well, I'll be doing, huh? Well, what do you got to do to do this? Like, where is the catch? You know?" I'm like, "All right, whatever." So I forgot about it, and then on Saturday, you have to call this number, and they're like, "Yeah, go to the dealership to redeem." I'm like, "Oh God, I'm gonna feel like a yutz, but." Come with me. I'm like, no, you have to go in, too. I'm not even going to go in with this. This is ridiculous. But I want to go to Best Buy. You know, like, why not? So we go in, and they're doing it all up. And some other people have drove in. There's, a, like, a truck drives in, and, and then, like, a guy in, like, a 60 Chevy Nova, like, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, maybe they get gas gift cards or something. So we walk in. There's balloons and stuff. And we go up to the front, and there's board with a number on it and a weird barred code. And it was a scam. It was it was literally scamming your time. And I mean it was good enough to get me and a lot of other people. And I talked to other people who got it and like their wives or whatever went in and they looked at it and they're like, This looks legit. And so it's a lie. They make it so everybody thinks they won something just big enough to think that you did it. Mm-hmm. So you get in there and win nothing. Right. Or maybe a five dollar gas card that's not worth the effort to do. And the guy and the guy I looked at it and I go, so it's a scam to get everybody in here at the time. He goes, no, you want a $5 gift card? I'm like, mm, no. And I patted the guy on the shoulder and said, my time's worth a lot more than this. And I walked over and placed mine, probably with the last 100 people that came in, in the trash can that they had right next to it. You know what I would have done? What? Gone there and just collected all those $5 out of the trash can, and I would have had $500 for your best bike. But they weren't. <laughs> That's not what it was. They didn't, you, didn't, you didn't even get anything. It was literally just a total scam. I don't even know what it took to do it, but the things in the trash can were not $5. They weren't? What were they? They are just like... I don't even know. It'd be a scam. But here's here's okay, where it goes. You. So there you got to think about this. The first thing, the first natural reaction is, all right, I'm mad because they just scammed my time and made me feel stupid, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But you get over that quickly, or most people get over it. But then I was thinking about it. And <laughs> not you. Not, no, I, I got over it. Everybody got over it. So I'm thinking, but we'll get, I'm thinking, you know, I feel sorry for them. If their product is so lame 
that they literally have to scam people to get it in because let's let's call a spade a spade. That's a scam. Mm-hmm. It's a scam of time. You know, uh, come on. Then that's a crappy product, and I would feel bad having to sell that. I don't. Yeah. I can't. I can't imagine. I mean, you know, you at V Collection, you're gonna run scams to give nope. people BS time. Come on. So I got over it, and then I was going out. Well, now I'll take it a little easier. I'm like, okay, whatever. But if you take off a guy in a 1960s Chevy Nova with drag slicks and a hood scoop in front of your new foreign car dealership and scammed his time and he didn't get his Best Buy card, what do you think he's going to do? Probably going to do a burnout. A righteous, sweet, natty, fat, patch-laying, 250-foot burnout. (laughs) (laughs) And it was funny. I see this, and I'm like, whoa! And I'm like, all right, get you some. (laughs) But what was funny was one of the salesmen, who must be, like, verging on, like, crazy sociopath to be scamming people. Like, it's like, woo! And I'm like, yeah, no, that's international car guy <laughs> of yours. <laughs> so it was, it was, uh, it was disheartening. But I got a great laugh out of the yeah. burnout. That was sweet. So yeah, it ended up being worth your time for this one time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. but I mean, a lot of car dealerships. Do I took this. a picture of the burnout too. Uh, you did. You sent it to me. Yeah, mm-hmm. not just car sweet. dealerships do. Yeah, this, yeah. I, I had a similar but, experience mm-hmm. at a appliance, yeah. uh, appliance electronics store back in the day uh, when DVD players were just kind of like the new hot item. And uh, they had had a thing. That's a long time ago. Right. Exactly, right? Yeah, DVD, DVD. like a lot of people didn't have DVDs. Is that they're like Betamax? Still, they're still in the VHS <laughs> realm. And uh, I wanted to get my You guys now, got cassettes? My now wife <laughs> a, a DVD player for her birthday. And so they had advertised, like, uh, come in and get this DVD player for like 99 bucks, which was like a great deal when DVD players first came. Yeah, weren't they like 300 or 500 yeah. or something? And so I got there, like that came out, I got that in the mail that morning. I went there as, like I was there before the doors were unlocked. To see them unlock the doors, I go in, I'm like, I'd like this. And they're like, oh, we're fresh out of those. Oh, what? bait and but, switch. But yeah, but we have this one that's only $400. And I was like, no, I came in here for this one that's $99. i am the first one here. I'm the first one here. How did you sell out of those? Yeah, right. So it basically boiled down to that they didn't really have any of the, like The only way that, they, that he could have gotten around this was I think they sold them to employees. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Or something like that. So Jeez. then he, he tried to give me a discount on a $400 one for like three hundred dollars mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah. I, was, I budgeted because this is me in college. Like, yeah, right. I budgeted. Like ninety nine bucks to do this thing. I don't have an extra ninety nine or two hundred. You're in college. You budget for ramen noodles. You know what I mean? But this is kind of like this is kind of like the modern day scheme of that. But to to me, the thing that drives me crazy is that it has to be effective, or they wouldn't do it. And that's what's more irritating to me is that the public is so unfortunately they're so accustomed to accepting crap. Come on, people, let's win. Yeah, it's uh, that's what drives me crazy. What do you think keeps National Enquirer going? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just. You yeah. Know. yeah, I can there understand was, why Weekly World News because it's entertaining. Like Bat Boy lives again. That was fun in like the eighties and nineties. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there like, was a, I remember there was, Bat Boy. This explains the entire public because because I used to get as frustrated as Casey about the general public. I wasn't that frustrated. I didn't do a burnout. <laughs> I just laughed. No, at I'm it. talking right now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, I had a friend. A friend of mine is a former Goodyear engineer and and. Former race driver, he now runs a race. Prep. Anyway, his name is uh, Reed Kreider, and I was, you know, I was raging on about people how stupid they are and stuff. And he says, "Billy, Billy, think about it. If you look at the curve, in other words, the bell, the curve. bell curve, half 
the population is below average. And that was like, dong! I went, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, half the population is mm-hmm. below average. So what are you going to do? Yeah. You know, in, instead of killing yourself, you try to try. It's not always successful. <laughs> yeah, try, but try to calm down a bit. Yeah. You know, that's all. There's nothing it, you can do about it. But it, it, the, the fact that it's effective is what... Well, come on. It doesn't have yeah. to be below average. I went to this thing. Yes. I rest my case. <laughs> plenty of smart people You set that one up, man. Life. I'm telling oh, you, please, I rest you think my everything's case. crap. They scanned everything. Here's what would be great. Right. Oh, what? When I'm retired and annoyed like Billy and uh-huh. have money I don't know what to do with. Uh-huh. So here's what whoa, I'm going to do. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Oh, come no, on. No, 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 Whatever. no. Whatever. No. That's, that's not true. The first good investment yeah. you made in the last while was buying a mountain bike from Nick here. That was brilliant, by the way. Good job. No, so I'm moving on. I need a bike. <laughs> I forgot what I was talking about. Oh, when, I, when I'm retired like Billy and have more money than I know what to do with. And this he is gave what I'm me a do. coupon so I could get it cheaper <laughs> later. <laughs> so what would have been great is you know $500 how... $500 gift card to Best Buy. That's <laughs> right. That's what it is. Yes. Yes. You're the winner. <laughs> no, the people threw away all their cards. There were hundreds of these things in there, right. which would have their address and name on it. Right. So what you would have done is if the salesman did this, I would have walked over, picked them up all out of the trash and say, here, honey, help me carry these. Take them to my lawyer say, find a way we can get a class action lawsuit against them because I'm bored. Right, yeah. mm-hmm. And get everybody $500 gift cards. Oh, super something important. Buy. Well, if they did walk out like that, then I'd just take those. Integrity! No. Oh, God. Take those and Good then luck. just add them into the V collection system and just start mailing them. It's the human like, race. Real, well, then, with real advertisements. Wait, say that again? Just, oh, I get <laughs> Add them it. into the V collection system because if they're, mm-hmm. if they're mad about that, then... Just take the name and like say, you're service. not winning a $500 gift card to Best Buy. No. Here's a sweet burnout, and, but you should come here because we're yeah. not going to screw you. We're going to do this to you. Yeah, that, that's, that's probably what I would have done. But anyways, so... But it was fun. Uh, the burnout was sweet. Good job, Nova guy. Uh, <laughs> Should have got his name, yes. <laughs> I was going to high-five him in traffic, but he was one lane too far over. The, the, the crazy thing is is that Nova didn't come close to killing people, but apparently like the new Teslas are coming close to killing bikers. Right? Cyclists. Yeah, the, yes. the, the self-driving Teslas. I read this. Oh. A- apparently, <laughs> they, somebody uh, entitled their review. They're like, Tesla Autonomous Driving Review, dot, dot. Bikers will die. <laughs> so it, uh, it recognizes cars and obstacles and things like that, but apparently it has a bit of difficulty recognizing cyclists and is not giving them tons of room. And cyclists can be kind of... Yeah, kind of. Hey, what's your take on that, Nick? <laughs> Turn on your mic, Nick. Come on. <laughs> I won't be on public roads. What? Yeah. what? That's oh, it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It is dangerous out there. I mean, that, that motorcycle champion just got killed yeah. training he on a cycling? bicycle. He was cycling. Oh, on a bicycle. Yeah. Get, the guy from Kentucky. That happens. Yeah. I've he heard of France. motorcycle yeah. people yeah. getting nailed. Nikki Hayden. Uh, okay. To be frank, I, I won't. Yeah. Uh, people that ride bicycles on public streets, when I see a sidewalk, I'm like, I don't care if it's legal. Why are you on the street? Go on the sidewalk. I would. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sidewalk first. Yep. I mean, all the years I spent as a teenager trying to get pulled over by a cop when I was riding a bicycle, it's not going to happen. Just ride on the sidewalk and save yourself from dying. Yeah. Yeah. I, st- I so. still go on the street. Do but, you? But it can't see people. I don't like Let's riding on the street. Anyway. I have a death wish, though. I go against traffic so I can see it coming. Yeah. I want to be able to bail if That's I That's against to. the law. I don't care. I don't want to die. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Jeez. Plus, they got to catch <laughs> me first. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. It's harder to do it if you're going against the grain. Yeah. Now, if you're on a mountain bike, I'll just shoot off. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is a cool boat that's coming out that's electric. <sighs> Yes, it's very cool. 
Yeah, it's awesome. The electric boat. Uh, I would love the quiet. It's very pretty. Yeah. It's called the yeah. Zebra Boat, if you guys want to check it out, you listeners. You yeah. know what it reminds me of is really highly stylistic um, Italian boats, like Rivas. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. I, I, so that uh, woven gorgeous. work, too, was that some sort of interesting composite weave that's going on? For mm-hmm. the, it's just, mm-hmm. Yeah, it says uh, it's a Zebra's an electric boat with a classic style designed by Parisian industrial designer Dimitri Bez. Inspired by the timeless 1947 C-made wooden ski boat, the Zebra is outfitted with a unique pattern of diagonally placed wood and chrome slats. Mm. The boat also huh. features a high-performance electric motor and a curved OLED touchscreen tablet for the dashboard. How amazing would it be to have an electric uh hydro no not wait not a hydrofoil a foil yeah. you know the ones that come up out of the water mm-hmm. yeah how quiet and neat would that be it make very little sound yeah, somebody's yeah. probably making one somewhere that's yeah. the, the cool thing about be. this is being able to boat and it be quiet yes mm-hmm. and i wonder if they have hmm, it's sol- called a sailboat solar panels they probably don't yes. yet <laughs> but if they had solar panels with it too yeah it could recharge to, an, to a point exactly those are getting better and better those exactly solar yeah panels. Uh, yeah that'd yeah. be cool yeah, I, I actually like this boat quite a bit. It's it's. I'm not much of a boat guy, but oh, I am. God, this, yeah. this is. Yeah. A, yeah, I had a boat for almost twenty years. Right, yeah, I, awesome. I love, love other it. people's boats. That's, yeah, that's I know. I know. Yeah, uh, my girlfriend and I are going down to Nashville, and part of the reason we're going there is my my friend and his wife down there. They have two boats. Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and the first thing they said was, "Oh, you got to come on our boat." And I went, "Why?" Thank you. That's why I love it when people have boats because they always want to share them with you. Yes. Yeah. It's always like you just got to keep the boaters etiquette, right? Like if your friends have boats and you got to do things like offer to bring yes. like food and beverages mm-hmm. and offer to pay for gas. Mm-hmm. Yes. Mm-hmm. Don't be a bad boating friend. Well, unless it's right, a 40-foot right. yacht, I ain't paying for that gas. Well, I'm, no. I'm not saying you <laughs> should cheapo. at least pitch in for gas is what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. Chip in. Yeah, because yeah, that, that, I've seen that as like – Poor boat. What a fiber I'm going to get a sailboat and insist that Billy pays for gas. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Billy's going to bring in like a can of refried beans and be like, here you go. Yeah, yeah, here's the <laughs> gas. How'd you know I was going to go down that route? Oh, yes, I, I know I was. you. Yeah, this yeah. is episode 23. Let's do, <laughs> Let's do Mexican. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, we'll get gas. Uh, well, okay. that's about it for this uh, this this segment. So we'll, uh, we'll catch you on the other side. The Studio 419 Photography, specializing in senior portraits, wedding photography, event photography, and a photo booth that looks unlike any other in the industry. Contact us today at thestudio419.com or 419-862-5548. The Studio 419 Photography. Welcome back. We are going to talk sports. 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 Cool sports. <laughs> yeah. Done so. Uh, touch quickly on uh, on horse racing. We have the Belmont Stakes coming up on June 10th. Which and we can't have a Triple Crown winner. Two weeks Something away, yeah. Happen. And Cloud Com- Computing, who won the Preakness, is not going to be competing in the uh, Belmont Stakes. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, the field's coming into shape here in the next week or so. We should be able to have. Is my uh, horse going to be practical we'll joke? We'll find out. Probably oh, not. Oh, oh, come on. He wasn't in the he wasn't in the Preakness either. So. Oof. So, yeah. We'll see. It's we'll rough win. for horses at that level. I mean, they are 
Well, like cloud computing is a three-year-old, three-year-old, and they're gonna he's gonna focus on more races for three-year-olds that are later in the season. So, mm-hmm. um, I think there's more more to be gained by doing that. So, um, especially with no triple crown on the you know on the table there. So, uh, I also have the French opening happening right now. The French opening. <laughs> yes, the French <laughs> opening. We're having a French opening of the French Open. That's right. <laughs> what kind of movies have you been watching? I don't know. Bonjour. <laughs> Bonjour, no. Yeah. So there, I know John Isner's still in, which is our uh, one of our American guys, which is awesome. Um, I'm going to go through some uh, scores here uh, rather quickly. Did you guys watch any of the uh, French Open? Yet. Yet. <laughs> That would be no. no, just say I, no. I did not have time because there's so much racing this past weekend. It that's, was a great racing weekend. All I watched was racing, and I went to a racetrack, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah. Nice, nice. All right. So here we are with some scores. Uh, we are in um, Alexander Dolgopolov, which is a, a guy that I like to root for. Uh, he never tends to make it super far into tournaments, but he's got this interesting serve. Okay. Um, it's kind of, he kind of looks like he's kind of cutting corners and how he does things. Really? It works. Um, but he, how so? It's just like a fluid motion for serve. (laughs) Like, like one, like quick, (laughs) uh, it's, it's just, it's, I don't know. I enjoy watching him play. He kind of plays with like reckless abandon and I enjoy watching that. Interesting. Um, so yeah, he's actually doing pretty well. Uh, then we had, uh, like like I'd mentioned earlier, we had um, Isner, John Isner won. Uh, we also had Sam Query. Uh, he's another American. Uh, he won in four sets. So uh, Americans are doing okay so far. Normally Americans are not, as of late, are not very good on the on the clay. So, uh, but it's shaping up to be a pretty fun tournament. I'm I'm excited for uh, things to go. We had 54 matches today. There's 68 matches tomorrow. And then uh, go on from there. So I'm going to start lot. narrowing it down. That's an incredible amount, really. How many courts do they have? Oh, it's just usually there's just a lot, like 12, 15, something like that. Amazing. Because not only not only do you have the men's singles tournament, you yes. also have the women's single tournament going on at the same time. And you also have the women's double tournament going on at the same time and the men's doubles tournament going on at the same time. And then you have the mixed doubles tournament going on at the same time. It's so amazing. you have five tournaments going on simultaneously. And some of these guys, especially the guys that are ranked you know, lower than like 15, 20, are going to be playing in the doubles as well. I see. So they're playing in two different tournaments at the same time. So doubles are always fun to watch. If you get a chance, watch the the Bryan brothers. They're they're fun to watch. Um, doubles at the professional level is an amazing thing to behold. So oh yeah, it I never it. ever gets airtime, which is very sad. Yeah. But uh, I I do highly recommend watching that. But yeah, make sure you if you get a chance check out the uh, check out the clay court action at the French Open. And uh, as Billy alluded to earlier, we did have a crazy good racing weekend with uh, Monaco and the Indy 500. Oh, yeah. 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 So, well, well, I think the biggie is the Indy 500. Yeah. I will say something about the Indy 500. They, they oh, I think they state their attendance at, you know, 300,000, 350, something like that. Um, but if anybody saw the race and you saw the aerial shots, mm-hmm. Lots of empty seats in mm-hmm. the stands and in places where normally it wouldn't be, you know, front straight, mm-hmm. uh, uh, turn three. Yeah. I mean, just 
it's just not the race it used to be when I was working in IndyCar because they wouldn't even state attendance because they were afraid the uh, fire marshals would shut the whole event down. That's uh, how yeah. many people show. They had half a million people, over half a million people when I was Well, back in the, the day, team, do back, you remember when then. Emerson Fittipaldi won and he posed with the car and like stacks and stacks and stacks of money in the mm-hmm. Board Warmer Trophy? Yeah. That money was actually from all the ticket booths and was way over a million dollars because a million dollars doesn't actually look that good. Right. Right. So anyway, no, yeah. it was more. And I also want to point out how a number of podcasts ago I said IndyCar Racing's attendance was down and Billy got mad at me. <laughs> no, that's the series. That's whole oh, thing. Okay. different than the Indy 500. Because yeah. okay. that's not IndyCar. Anyway, the winner was Takumo. <laughs> Takumo Sato. Takuma, I love you, Billy. T- Takuma Sato. Yes, and I was excited he won. Yeah, it was very cool. Did and you like that? Yeah. I think a bunch of us thought Elio was going to win because he passed him with, what, two laps to go? Yeah. Elio was in the lead. Wait, he was? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I yeah. Did you see that? Oh, yeah. yeah. And then Takuma is well known for just laying it down. Okay, <laughs> uh-huh. here it is. If I crash, that's okay. I'm just going. Yeah. And, oh, my God. He, yeah. He's very brave Was it a, individual. Was it Michael Andretti's? Uh, quote afterwards that maybe he was just meant to w- win more Indy 500s as an owner. <laughs> yeah, because he's won what, huh? three out of the last four Indy yeah. 500s it has been Andretti's teams. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's like holy mackerel. Uh, but the big thing, of course, was our pole sitter um, Dixon and his yes crash glorious so crash. close to tragedy crash. Yes. Uh, oh my was god, a rough week for that guy. Uh, yeah, he got robbed <laughs> at the at the Taco Bell. I feel like, like we could hang. Like I feel like I can get this. Yeah. That's rough. But uh, and there was another crash that was uh, kind of bad because of a rear wing that almost—I mean, inches—away from taking a guy's head off in the cockpit because mm-hmm. really? the car backed into the side of him wow. during the crash. Oh, and it came and up over the wing was right here. Yeah, literally right in front of the guy. So anyway, uh, but it is open wheel race or open cockpit, open wheel? Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, they're trying to change that. They're they're trying to. A lot of pressure is being put on, on to close the cockpits. To close the cockpits in some way. Uh, yeah. Now, if we go to Formula One, which we might as well right now, they already have some designs, and some of the ones by Red Bull are they're closed cockpit, but they are drop dead gorgeous. Mm-hmm. I mean, you'd go, okay, now let's do it. I mean, but that's do cool. That. I don't, I don't really <laughs> have a problem with that, but you know, it is cool and visceral to have your helmet sticking out. I mean, Billy, you know what it's like. You start doing 150 miles an hour, and you're. You get lift a little lift on your helmet. It feels like your head's being pulled off. It's pretty interesting. Well, actually, actually. I don't know what it's like because I've never raced an open wheel car. Uh, well, it is interesting. So, yeah. <laughs> I got hit when I was uh, testing the Champ car a few weeks ago. I saw a bumblebee for about a hundred yards on the back straight, and probably was somewhere between like accelerating from like one forty, one fifty, like one sixty. Oh, one of the carpenter bees. Oh yeah, uh, at middle. Hit me square in the middle of the oh. visor. I saw it coming. You know what those bees look like? They're, they're, they bore into wood, and it's all <laughs> oh, yeah, over yeah. Mid Ohio. I mean, yeah. it, all the garages have these holes in them from these bees, yeah. and they're just monsters. Billy, I hit it right after the kink in the back straight of Mid Ohio, and it cool. hit me square in the visor. Cool. Well, those are bulletproof. So it was interesting. You, you, yeah, yeah, I didn't feel it. Things. It was just like there's a lot of guts all over my visor. I'm just gonna keep <laughs> going. Mmm, <laughs> <laughs> tastes like honey. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Not so much. I got a great but picture of it. Go back to Indy for just a yeah, second. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we did. We go to Monaco. I mean, we did. We did have. Uh, you know, Alonso had a great race until oh. his car died. Yeah. I mean, it was yeah. it was fun watching him. He was he was right there doing well. And the Honda engines had a, a fair amount of trouble because they basically they they turned them up. Right. Uh, so they'd up. Ha- so they'd have more speed, 
but you know what that does to reliability. But yeah. they won the they race. They still won the race, yeah. So you know, worked. so one of them. Oh, well, somebody's going to win. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but you know what? The thing that struck me about Alonzo was uh, he genuinely, even after that engine failure, sounded like he had a blast. Yeah. I bet he did. Yeah. You know, Why wouldn't just, he? Yeah. You know? Well, you never know. On oval racing, he might consider it yeah, boring. Yeah, but what? He might, no. you know. He gets to be a continent away from F1. He probably mm. feels a little less pressure, and he's like, "I gotta have fun here. I'm gonna right. have a good time." Oh, everyone yeah, loved yeah. cars everyone everywhere. Was happy for him to be there. Turn everyone in. loved him. He was fan. Oh yeah, favorite. I bet he had a yeah. blast. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. he truly did. Um, and, um, of course, his, he might have done better in Monaco, huh? But Jensen Bunce, Button is the guy that replaced him at McLaren while he was away, uh-huh. and, and Jensen drove the McLaren car for um, for the Monaco Grand Prix. Um, but that race was fantastic. Qualifying was very interesting because mm-hmm. Lewis Hamilton, they couldn't figure out was, uh, what was going on with his car. They don't fully understand the tires yet. Yeah, they're still struggling. The neat. What's fascinating, though, is that Hamilton's struggling and Botas is doing just fine. He's doing just fine. Yeah. So, well, Hamilton has this, he either wins or it's like, it's, it's crap. Yeah. And, and he's mystified by it, frankly. Yeah. You know? Um, but history was made because it's been a very long time since Ferrari's had a one-two finish. Yep. And, and it's been a long time since they won Monaco. Right? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like 2001 or something? My like goodness, it was a long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and um, um, Kimi Raikkonen was on the pole, which is great for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, his pitch strategy was maybe not as good as Vettel's because he, he took to the pits first. Right. And uh, Vettel just poured it on for mm-hmm. several laps and was able to come into the pits do his pit stop and come out in front of Kimmy. Right. But still a one, two, uh, mm-hmm. the red cars, if you will. Right. And, um, no. And then, uh, Ricky Ardo was third on the podium. You know, you know so had good a for him. really good race was Haas. Oh yeah. Both cars in the points. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah Magnuson and, and Grosjean mm-hmm. both. Uh, for any team, second year in yeah. the series, that's astounding. And for it to be an American team is even more astounding. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's just, Fantastic news for, um, for, for American Formula One driving mm-hmm. uh, or teams, I should say. Yeah, really great, fantastic. It was a good race. Yeah, yeah. We yeah. got uh, Montreal coming up in two weeks. So mm. Yeah, That'll excited about that. Yeah, then, you're uh, very excited about that because one of these days you want all of us to go up there. And I do. I, wanted, know, that, I think it would be fun. I want to uh, take a train. I want to go up to yeah. Windsor. Yes. And yeah, I make, a, take a train. make a trip out of it. Yeah, exactly. Stop in Toronto on the way. Yeah, just have a fun time. That would be yep. nice. So. Yeah, I'm also excited next week with IndyCar in Detroit. I'm taking Dylan uh, mm-hmm. to that. We're sitting front row in uh, turn two. Cool. Oh, so, my goodness. Yeah. So great. I got to get his, uh, make sure his head, your head protection sets. is yeah. working uh-huh. right. And, uh, and, uh, but, yeah, we're excited about that. So that'll be fun. Hopefully, Yeah, they uh, went back to one race this year. It used to be a duel in Detroit for like two, three years in a row. They'd have a race on Saturday for the IndyCars and on Sunday. So you had a chance to get double points for yeah. the weekend. Uh, but they went back to a single race format. Maybe they got so many support races now. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure exactly why they did that. But I also um, saw uh, saw something about uh, Bourdais saying he's going to be back at the end of the season. Did you see that? <gasps> Can you believe no, that? Yeah. Can you believe? Go for it. That? Pin wow. that baby up. He was at he was at the Indy 500, mm-hmm. and he in fact went to the medical center to see if Dixon was okay. Yeah. Oh, Can you imagine that. Yeah. And he yeah. can't walk. Yeah. Yeah. You know he's 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 not allowed to put anything on his right yeah, he's leg. He's been for... around for a while as a driver. I'm impressed by oh. his career. Oh yeah, he's what 38 years old, I think now or something. Yeah, and, um, he's young. Four championships in IndyCar. <laughs> yeah, no, we're you not know? that young, dude. Yeah. 
he's he's <laughs> an incredible true. incredible driver. But I'm glad he's oh boy, am I glad he's okay. Wow. Yeah, you know. Yeah. yeah, me too. I'm, I was excited to be watching him this year. I was hoping to see him in Detroit. That's now shot, so maybe we can actually see him. Aha, uh-huh. in Detroit. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I, I see. Yeah, yeah. Like Go walk face. up to him yeah. and say hi. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Introduce him to Dylan. Yeah. Dylan, interview him. Hey, can you guys give me a scotch? My hips are killing me. <laughs> he, he is a really nice guy. He he was a guest celebrity co-host on on my radio show years ago. Really? Uh, at the Daytona 24 Hour. Oh, nice. That's and cool. super nice guy. And I mean, I really it was a pleasure to have him on the show. And he was. Um, he was very good at doing the show too, so maybe someday in the future he'll be in broadcasting. Who knows? You know, yeah, depends cool. what he wants to do. Yeah, that'd, yeah. Be, that'd be great. Well, we're going to take a, another commercial break and come back on the other side with uh, wedding season. So yeah, but it's actually going to be cool. It's going to be cool. It's not going to be as lame as wedding season. So. Join us at V Collection, Northwest Ohio's premium men's lifestyle location. We offer the best collection of men's clothing in the area, complete with our grooming center. It's our goal to make you look good and live great. Stop in at 5630 Main Street in Sylvania, Ohio, or call us at 419-517-0508 to schedule an appointment today. It's wedding time, guys. <gasps> Not for me. Not anymore. I already no. did that. Oh, yeah, yeah he did that. But I mean, yeah. the time of year when most... I mean, yeah. Is now the time? Now is the time, traditionally. It's really going out to fall now. And us men are, are like, hey. Uh, yeah, uh, a lot of people are doing uh, fall uh, these days because fall is uh, a little bit cheaper and you is? have more floral... Crispy no, It's air. not necessarily cheaper. It's, it's easier to get dates. No, they do that. Want. They want to do a fall or winter wedding because girls want to wear a muff. What? Girls, they want to wear a muff with their dress. Oh, like, like a cape. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> <laughs> wow, I'm looking sideways going, huh? Huh? So, yeah. <laughs> uh, but no, it, it's the... the, the I, I've heard that Calm it's, down, it's the... Uh, the foliage is nice colored, and yes. then also it's it's easier to get the day and the venue they want. It's cooler. Uh-huh. And it's cooler, all that jazz. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, touch. I think weddings are completely out of control. You think? Yes, mm-hmm. I know. So right now, the average cost of a wedding in the United States is twenty six thousand seven hundred twenty dollars. <gasps> Beat the average. God, holy moly! Yeah. That's the average. That's, that's insane. Yeah. That's average. That's average. that's nearly an entire year salary for the average working man. Yeah, and isn't that absurd? Uh, that's too much. It's silly. Shouldn't we do it more reasonably and bequeath said newlyweds with? things and or help of their new lives together. here's the down payment on your house that's what yes. i'd rather do elope yeah. or we'll just go to the justice of the peace here's the cash just put it on a house you can would still you? you can still have like a ceremony and do things and have yeah. it not cost that much yeah. but the fact the thing is is that everyone's pressured into doing this and doing that and yeah. the next thing you know you're up to 20 some grand the um, problem is the wedding has evolved i think this is right evolved into being for the people that show up as guests as mm-hmm. opposed to the people that are actually getting married mm-hmm. yes uh-huh. you know what i mean it's like give me a break yeah you know? well it, i mean that you can see that by look how many people look at it <laughs> i don't know if you've noticed this trend i i for one enjoy the ceremony almost more than i do the reception because mm-hmm. that's the part that means something to me a good point 
but how many times do you go to unless you get stuck working music or to go to the wedding got an open bar ceremony (laughs) and you're like oh cool and then you show up at the reception you're like who are all these people i didn't and and talk to them and they're like oh yeah we don't go to those ceremony we only because it's all about what i can get not what i can do for this couple party time super lame yeah. They shouldn't yeah. have invited those people. If people are going to do that, just don't invite them to your wedding. Exactly. I, I would. Like, looking back on it, like, weddings, I mean, this may be morbid, but You have weddings, to get a ticket, voucher, at the ceremony if well, you want to weddings, make it. weddings are truly the last time you're going to see that group of people until there's a funeral, mm-hmm. right? Because that, that, that those people that are coming from families and that sort of thing. So I like them as part of, like, a sentimentality of the family that you don't necessarily see all the time yes uh you may not even get along with but they're there <laughs> and they're happy for one particular time frame uh, <laughs> before somebody dies and then you see them all again but uh nonetheless you could keep them like super small like you don't have to invite everybody and their brother it doesn't it's not a sign of your wealth to have like five thousand people at your wedding right right and to me it's a sign of your stupidity mm-hmm. like you can do a wedding with like sixty to seventy people that are really close to you, and probably keep that under ten grand if you just Good. do it right. Yeah, but most people don't because it's uh, going to keep up the perception of uh, right of, of what weddings and and also like what the girls always wanted for her wedding day and all this sort. Of, but but the the question that I always have there is: Is it really what she wants, or is it the perception she's been sold by her current culture? So yeah, yes. there are many things cultures and sales. Well, us. but the, they start at. Yeah, very young. The day they're born, College, practically. I mean, new cars, Snow White, etc., etc. It's just this fairy yeah. tale thing, you yeah. know. It's, it's, yeah. So, but I and I'm only complaining because I have a daughter. Yeah. <laughs> That's so, all. But, ah! but without being so negative about the cost and all that jazz, let's get into some things that uh, are fun. I mean, Casey just got married. I did do that. Um, I got married a long time ago. Uh, Billy's dating. So we have. He's been married though. We have, yeah, and he's been married. He did. So a we thing. have all this. Um, so, so what? Let, let's try to help some guys out with some different things that they might struggle with. So, groomsman gifts. Yes. What do you guys think is a good groomsman gift? What's a bad groomsman gift? Depends on what you can afford. Yeah, totally. I mean, let's let's go with uh, expensive, moderately priced, and cheap. I got, I got my guys a uh, crystal decanter with two glasses each. Mm-hmm. Nice. That was nice. You know, mm-hmm. I got a tall, you know, manly man. That was a good thing. Yep. Um, <laughs> my other choice that would have been great, but this is something you have to know your audience. I thought it'd been cool to get them derringers. No, that'd be really sweet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You mean mm-hmm. like a gun? Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a party. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that'd be really. We great. don't want anybody crashing the wedding. I'd really love that. <laughs> but that would be a sweet gift. Yeah, it would be. You know, you could do. You know, depends on how well healed you are. Right, yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah. My, brother, my brother did, uh, he g- got a really cool case pocket knife. You know, uh-huh. the, yeah. the yeah. classic three-bladed one? Right. And he found one that was remade of one from the 30s. had very beautiful handles mm-hmm. that were kind of like a jelly bean, red, yellow, white. And on the little uh, crest, he had everybody's last initial engraved on it. That was okay. very thoughtful, very nice. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think I got my guys, uh, like, really nice leather wallets. Was kind of that would be nice, nice. Mm-hmm. but uh, I mean, I was also twenty five or twenty six when I got married. So, Good point. Um, like spending sixty bucks on a wallet at that point in time was a lot of money, right? For, for the guys, yeah. but uh, but you know, uh, other you know, I, I think the decanter is a nice a nice gift. A Bar- derringer would be sweet. A sword would be really cool. Right? <laughs> yes, uh, ball and chain. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
What well, these are all gifts, uh, like you know. <laughs> Wait, I don't want to make that joke, but <laughs> never mind. <laughs> what 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 do you think are some weird? What what would you if you were a groomsman uh, in a wedding? I, it's been so long ago when I got married. It was over twenty years ago, so I don't even. He bought them chick flicks. I think I did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, they were chicklets. No, <laughs> not chick flicks. Here's the but notebook. One for Crocs? each of you. Yeah, yeah. Um, see, I'm not much of a. <laughs> such a dark. I'm not much of a, a a a gift guy, or at least receiving a gift doesn't mean that much to me. It's. It, I'd rather like say, you know, give them a hug and just say, I, I'm so glad you're here. Mm-hmm. That, that, frankly, that means much more to me than getting some freaking stupid little gift it's like to me it does I, that's just true I, I appreciate the sentimentality <laughs> yeah but i really want to make fun of billy right now <laughs> go ahead no no i appreciate the thought <laughs> yeah cheapo <laughs> some no. of the uh okay i'm check. teasing okay no 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 when i got married i was a musician so you're right i wasn't you could cheapo. have got him guitar picks. no freaking money guitar picks so yeah i paid him to play piano that was good enough no <laughs> <laughs> anyway oh my gosh yeah <laughs> i like what's weird is i like to buy gifts for other people yeah so but I don't, you, as far as receiving them i could just care less what do you, I know what you if mean. you were getting married what would you get them what, what would you get them? I, I haven't a clue honest to god it's been 20 25 years since i got married i mean i would i don't even know what is cool these days i, right? I don't have a clue well it doesn't have to be derringers um it doesn't have to be cool Chicklets. I'll get him chicklets. How's that? The gum? Yeah. Oh, gee. You Jonathan, help us. What would you, you think like I would, What I would do is <laughs> I would probably do like a Swiss Army knife. That's good. Today. Mm-hmm. A reasonable like a, one or will you go silly and get the champ? No, I would be a reasonable okay. one. Okay. Something that would fit in a pocket. Yes. That's not going to What bulge. is the champ? What is that? It's the one that's way too big for anything. It has a has kitchen sink on it. involved. It actually folds out. A, that works. It's fully plumbed. No, I'm just kidding. But it's <laughs> basically about the same size as that. It's too much. Wow. It's uh, three times as wide as it is tall. It makes no sense. I'd probably do that. Um, Have you seen this this uh, credit card that's like a um, – you can store all of your credit cards and gift cards on it, and it's just one card? Here you go, criminals. Yeah. What up? Well, it's like electric, electronic and program yeah. it. Um, I would probably think about doing that for them because that would be super cool to be able to have one card – one card for all, right? Uh, but like, it keeps all of your credit cards, all of your gift cards. So if someone got you a gift card to something, you just add it to that, and then you oh, just, you put it on there, and just, and just swipe it, and it takes care of it. It's so funny. I'd do probably something like that. I think would be cool. Um, let me see what else. What other interesting doodads would I get the guy today? Um, let's see. You guys got any tips? Flashlight? Uh-huh. What about a flashlight? Flashlight, oh, come for on. What? For what? All right, we'll edit that out. You could make something. I mean, I don't know. Well, I think women women, guys, get, to, women get to be more emotional, right? So they get to take, like, pictures of them with their... With each other? With each other and be like, and put in a frame that's like, best friends. And then they get to give that. Like, oh, it's so, you know. Guys, if guys are that, you make, you make fun of each other for doing that. I bought you a multi-tool, Earl. Right. Was thinking of you when I was at Bass Pro Shops. So if I'm doing my most if I'm doing my most expensive, yeah. I'd buy all my grooms on a watch. That would be nice. That would be that would be the the best. Like a Timex or something? Or? No, Paddock no, Philippe. No, I do something very nice. A very nice watch. 
if we're doing like the next one down yes that's where i probably do like a really nice pocket knife or po- oh, I see. Swiss mm-hmm, Army knife. Mm-hmm. and if we're doing like the least expensive version i'd probably do that credit card thing or perhaps a wallet like mm-hmm, what i've already mm-hmm. done so that's kind of what i'm thinking I get but, that. Uh, yeah, I like I like something that's gonna last. You're gonna have around for a long time, but isn't tasteless. Like something. I want it to be actually... something that you're gonna use because when you go through a lot of these lists, there's a bunch of stuff that you're not gonna use. Or you know, but the... here's the other thing: do something cool that they're never gonna buy themselves. Like buy your groomsmen throwing knives. Right, throwing but they might not knives? use yeah. those. Why right? not? <laughs> but they, there's a good chance they're not gonna use those ever. Practice. Well, you can practice on your wife. <laughs> oh, no, that's just terrible. That's going to jail. <laughs> so, anyways, well, I mean, the other the other thing you hear quite a bit about is like destination weddings. What do you think about that? I, I don't. I think you got to be wealthy with a lot of single friends. I I think that if you're getting the only the only time that that makes sense to me uh-huh. is that if you're getting like like if you're getting married in a place where one of you is from. Let's say that you're from two different places. Mm-hmm. And all of her family is from one place and your family is from another, then mm-hmm. it kind of makes sense that, like, you would go to the one where you're going to have the most family. But that's not really the definition of a destination that's wedding. That's not. Uh, destination wedding typically is, hey, we so want to get married. We're going to Haiti. Oh, yeah. And we okay. want everybody to come along with us, which I think is. That's so unfair, I think. Yeah. It, what, what's unfair about it is that, once again, it's about the couple, not the, not the people coming along. Right. But don't put expectations upon those that can't attend because mm-hmm. they don't have 10000 in disposable income yeah. right, to just mm-hmm. dump on Tahiti or yeah. wherever you want to go. Even if it's like, even if it's somewhere that's in the U.S. that's just hard to get to. Yes. I, mean, I, I was incredibly touched. I got invited by a past student of mine to his wedding in India. Mm-hmm. And I dearly would have liked to have gone, but I honestly, I couldn't afford it back then. I watched it from satellite feed, which is very nice. No, oh, cool. Yeah. But I, um, I think destination weddings are great as long as the couple is uh going to only invite like 10 people yes and then uh and and at that point in time i almost think that like they should like offer to pay for the people to come (laughs) well yeah (laughs) like like pretty much if we're getting that if we're getting married in bali then we're gonna invite my family and my we're gonna pay for charter a private jet well don't do that in case it goes down then you'll feel sad yeah, yeah, that could be. And then you'd need... Don't put all really your eggs this, in one basket, Billy. Then you really need the Swiss Army knife that I would... What? How's that going to help? Well, if you go down on like a deserted island. Oh, you're assuming yeah. that it... I'm assuming that it's going to... Yeah, okay. That's that's got, positive. What's the big one called? The Champ. The it's champ, got a little magnifying yeah. glass. Yeah, the so Champ start would be a good for Champ would be great because then you would just have, uh, you know, natural water. What if only one person has yeah. a Swiss Army knife? Are they king of and the island? And if some of the people are, you know... like this. ...not alive anymore, you could, like, there's plenty of meat. So, that's kind of gross. See, it's good. What? Oh, come on. <laughs> what is this Antarctic expedition? Yeah, Terrible. well, it's that one team that crashed. Let's move on to honeymoons. Yeah, yeah, so honeymoons. Yes. Yes. Take one. Take one. Do it. That's Definitely do very it. Very important. Don't skip it. It's probably the most important thing that you're That was the best have. advice you ever gave me, Billy. Hmm, good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you and I talked about that, and I said, mm-hmm. regardless, I don't care if you're too busy, just you got to take one because mm-hmm. yep. you'll never take one. Or you, you probably won't take one unless you take it right after the wedding. No, yep. you got to do it right after. Do not come home. Yeah. Go away. Yeah, yeah. And even if you do have a honeymoon five years later, let's say, yeah. um, it ain't going to mean the same. No, it's, no, it's, no. Just, it's totally Stuff's different. passed. You need yeah. to have that time together. Yep. You know, yeah, I, I think in like, in, in like a kind of Jewish culture from thousands of years ago, once people, once a couple was married, were married, they would actually get the first year off. 
<gasps> just spend time together and grow closer as a couple, and then they would actually go. Because they didn't was... know each other before they got married. Hey, <laughs> I think it's a brilliant idea today. Could you imagine? That'd be cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. To be able to have that kind of time. Get that through companies, whatever. Right, yeah. exactly. But, uh, yeah, I, I mean, honeymoons are important. I don't think that you have – I mean, if you if you have the means to do – Bora Bora or wherever you want to go, then by all means do it. But if you don't, then don't don't put undue stress on the relationship by spending way too much money. Up you know, it's a good honeymoon cruise ship. You That's don't have to worry about the squat. most mm-hmm. economical fun you will have. You don't have to worry yeah. about anything. Just go. Mm-hmm. But even if all you can do is like go to the French Quarter for four or five days, totally, and stay Get at away. that Holiday Inn, and nobody knows who you are, and yep. the first three days you don't come out of the room, and then they have a pool. And stuff when you do come out of the room. Right, yeah, so. uh, agreed. Uh, it couldn't be. <laughs> it couldn't be more important to go on anymore. <laughs> Billy's making inappropriate gestures over here. Yes, I am. He's excited. <laughs> and then, and then after you get He's back, he's got a new it, girlfriend. I know. Yeah. Then after you get back from the honeymoon, you could kind of sign up for these free castles that Italy's giving away. Italy. What? what? Yes. Yeah. This is some good. Do move. they have roofs? Yes, some, some of them do. Some of them. Okay, do. what's the catch? So basically, it's 140. The catch is you got to fix it up. 134 properties, 143 properties, something like that, mm-hmm. that, that the Italian government is giving away. Yes. Uh, to uh, the deadline's the end of June. Yes. You have to submit uh, which property you would like, and then you have to submit a business proposal for each property. Because the property has to be used as a business. It cannot be used as residential or private property. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these are historical sites within Italy. So you wow. have nine years. If you're selected, you have nine years to begin development. And if you're still not developing by that time, you, ha- you can extend it another nine years. So you have 18. You have 18. Why don't they just say 18? Because I think they really want you to start in <laughs> yeah. the first nine. Yeah. Um, so uh, there's actually some really good properties on there, and there's, uh, there's other properties that you're like, hmm, what, what is that? This is a shack in the middle of a field yeah. by a railroad shack that's not used anymore, so you can pretend you're in Monty Python. Exactly. That's exactly what it looks like. It looks like a Monty Python sketch. Yeah. Wow. You know, and a lot of them are like, what on earth would you do with this? But they're on interesting routes of cycling or tourism uh, for religious trips. Yeah. Or beautiful sightseeing. pilgrimages. Mm-hmm. <laughs> anyways uh but there's a lot of they're trying to build up their tourism based upon on routes Mm -hmm. so they want some of these routes to be populated by some of these places that are no longer you know up to code i saw Uh one that i liked i told jonathan i'm like jonathan i like the one that was by the river that's kind of up on the adriatic sea but closer to austria and the alps and he goes oh you mean the one that was a sanitarium i'm like Ah, uh, it said healthcare. That's just nuts. <laughs> that's just nuts, man. Yeah, I, I, that's no, it's a, very pretty. It's, it's a beautiful. Yeah. No, no, sanitary. Yeah, not sanitarium. Yeah, I don't get it. Do, do, oh, do, nuts. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It'll catch on. I was thinking the other kind of nuts. It's a great joke when you explain it. I'm excited. I'm I'm filling out. I'm filling out a couple business proposals. I'm doing it. All you can do is say no. What if they say yes? Well, then I have nine years to do something with it. I'm going to Italy. Wow. I guess we could broadcast from there. We could. You know. I can ride a horse. I can, yeah. <laughs> and build, I can build World War I amphibious biplanes in the Adriatic Sea. I'm, yeah, I'm doing this thing. And drive stick shift. Or not. I'm going to ride my horse. I'm going to make sure your horse has paddle shifters. That doesn't exist. You know what? The bicycle that Nick, one of the bicycles he showed me tonight had paddle shifters. I love it, man. Mm-hmm. Sequential, mm-hmm. up and down. You know, it's right. like, they're little tiny things. Yeah. Well, no, 
would they be paddle shifter or finger finger shifter something like that right they're considered trigger shifters <laughs> <laughs> they're paddle come on <laughs> they work the same way as a paddle shifter. Can you have those on a college campus today? I'm sorry. That was a bad joke as well. Probably not. Okay. Oh, Trigger. <laughs> I'm Trigger, dude. Yeah. Right? I'm Triggered by Billy. Oh, my goodness. But, but yeah, yeah. so stay tuned about my new venture in Italy whenever I find out if I get this. You got to put a Starbucks in there. I would not. Shut. I'm going to. You. I'm going to cram this Grand Marnier bottle. I would not put a Starbucks, but if I do have horses, I'm making sure that they all have paddle shifters. <laughs> on the saddle on the set oh man that would be so cool we we'll call Just them saddle shifters saddle shifters <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's yeah. nuts uh, but that's cool yeah i got plans i'm gonna yeah. put a hit on you guys <laughs> <laughs> so so you're gonna get one of the properties in sicily then right anyways before we proceed with really bad Stereotypes. Any further. That's about it for this week, right? Wow. Next yeah. time. Episode We're wrangling Kyle. And, and next He's got to be better by now. Next yeah. week, Jonathan's going to um, take speech lessons. No, I'm just I kidding. <laughs> yeah, I am going to take some lessons. Yeah, sometimes it's, it just gets... <laughs> it just gets... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've done that. I've done that. Your yeah, tongue, how today's been. Your tongue feels like it's, you know, all swelled up and stuff yes. because it just won't work today. And totally. I, That's how it works. I've got it or really not bad works. sometimes during shows. But mm-hmm. anyway... And um, what's news for you, Casey, for next week? I don't know. That, what was that special car? Huh? You've got to talk about that next week. This what? car you, you're going to drive around before you guys sell it off. That car you were showing me. The Locomotors Rally Fighter? Yeah. Yeah, we're getting one of those in. Okay, let's talk about that you next week. You want to hoon around in that? Yeah, let's talk <laughs> yeah, about it. Let's hoon around next week. Yep. I got, then, I got some cool. Uh, Billy's got a guy in the works that we're trying to get on the show. I got a couple yeah. guys that we're trying to get on for some upcoming shows. So yeah, we'll probably hit up Chris Nixon again, get him in here, see oh, what's, yeah. what's food for thought for the summer. We really just want free food. Yes, but, uh, uh, chickpea squares. <laughs> yeah. So, but lots of exciting this. things planned. So, and hopefully we'll have Kyle back. Don't. Yeah, I, I agree. I just, <laughs> it was that pregnant silence, you know. Yeah, like, I know. No, I, like, I agree. I was like, am I the only one that wakes Kyle back? <laughs> awesome. But anyway, stay Cue tuned. Cue the crickets. <laughs> stay tuned. We'll catch you next week. Bye.